Tubals in a China Shop is brought to you by these great companies that are giving us money to let you listen to their stuff. Bullshit, Kyle. We make this show. We make this show. You and me. Tubals in a China Shop is brought to you by us. <laughs> Someone's got to pay the bills, Dan, because it's not our trading. <laughs> <laughs> All right, roll them. You are listening to an entertainment program put together by a company called Financial Ineptitude. Anything said on this show is not an endorsement or professional advice. Would you really want to tell a court of law you were suing us because you thought taking financial advice from two idiots on a podcast put out by Financial Ineptitude was a good idea? Really? Clown hat smiley face. Was I supposed to say that? Yeah. Oh, or was yeah. I supposed to act that out? Hello and welcome to the China Shop. We are rolling the metal doors that protect the shop from vandals. We're rolling them up. Kind of pointless. Kicking that door open, (laughs) letting everybody inside. Yeah, Wall Street's a bad place after dark, Kyle. That's what people are telling me. I'm just saying, why protect a bunch of smashed shit? (laughs) Because it's our smashed shit, damn it. Fair enough. (laughs) Oh, we're so glad you're here. Welcome. I'm Shopkeeper Dan. With me, as always, is Kyle, creator of FinancialNeptitude.com. How are you doing today, Kyle? I'm nervous. We have to talk about the bet results. We're closing out the month. Oh, what? We don't do a bet segment. What are you talking about? That's somebody (laughs) else's show. Sounds like you didn't do too well either. Never made a bet in my life. Yeah. (laughs) It's my religion, don't you know? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, my week's been great, too. Come on into the shop with us today, folks. Sit back, relax, have a few drinks, rage against the hedge machine. We want to welcome any new listeners just joining us. We're here smashing our way to a complete set of fine china. It's our china. We can smash it if we want to. (laughs) Uh, We're (laughs) sharing our ever-growing strategies for trying to maximize gains and cut those losses. And uh, if you're new to the shop and stock trading in general, you can always check out the Knowledge Center on FinancialIneptitude.com, or you can give our beginning investing episode with Eddie Pence a listen. That's always a good time. That was a good one. We'll have that link in the episode description, but best place to be to hang out is uh, on our Discord server. Kyle and I are on there every day. It's really just an awesome place to be. And uh, if you do join that Discord server, send us a private message or an email with your mailing address, and we'll send you a smash-it-yourself mug straight from the shop. We're just so glad you're here. It's lots of fun. It's even more fun with friends. We're we're just so excited. Great show today. Great show. How do you know that? We haven't finished it. Well, you know, I just know that all the stuff we went over and are talking about, I'm just bubbling with anticipation. (laughs) Talk to everybody else about. Good. Going to be a great show then. Going to be. (laughs) I don't know if I tell you this, Kyle. I can tell the future, but just not when it comes to stock prices. No. Yeah, that's not a helpful... Or the lottery, or or in a casino. Or anything that can make you money. (laughs) (laughs) No, 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 no. I can tell your future, and if you pay me money, then it's all good. Nice. (laughs) Yeah, you've got some losses coming up? Ooh, shit, sorry. (laughs) You dick. (laughs) Let's move on. Let's get to the... Oh, Kyle, we we got any show news? Uh, um, well, we got our month-end review coming up this week. That'll drop on Wednesday. We got Richard Friesen coming in to join us for a portion of that, so we can talk about our progress with the Mind Muscles program that he gave us access to. And then, yes, Dr. Hans should be coming on the 12th, and I've got to fill up a couple more spots for this month. So I'll be uh, probably working on that this week. Good stuff. Good stuff coming up. I'm liking these month uh, month review episodes we've been doing. I do too, because it's one less guest I have to try to find, so I don't stress as much. 
Oh, all right, folks. We've got a smashing, slashing, swashbuckling show for you today. Lots of market-moving news, plenty of stocks on the radar, and more options than QAnon has secrets. They have a lot of secrets. <laughs> Apparently all of them. I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I, I actually uh, read a story that uh, the White House is getting a new cat. And uh, I don't know if you've been reading about the scandals of Major Biden, the oh, dog yes. that's biting. Uh, I, I think either the cat is a Russian agent, or they should just name the cat Q, <laughs> and we can start claiming the cat is QAnon. <laughs> oh, that's probably going to get cut. That's ridiculous. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> Reach out to us, folks. We love your messages and comments on Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, Discord. Uh, if you're old school, just send us an email or a phone call. Where we reach us at the number two bulls at financialneptitude.com. Ah, you Two remember. bulls. Number two bulls. <laughs> Or uh, shoot us a phone call, 725-22-BULLS. Maybe you got a hot stock tip. Maybe you want to tell us about a great trade you just made. Or maybe you also are getting a new cat that you want to name QAnon. It doesn't matter. We love it when you reach out. <laughs> Guess you're not cutting that. <laughs> now I can't cut it. Because <laughs> I did a callback. Nice. <laughs> and then that brings us to news, right? We don't have any segment between now and news, right? No, unfortunately, we've got to cover the bet. I made money this week. Did you? I, I did. I did. I made a couple bucks. You know, just not enough. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> I should have swung for the fences, and I was <laughs> I was looking for a single. <laughs> All right. Well, I went with uh, CVM Celsi. Opened the week at twenty three fifty two. Closed the week at twenty four seventeen. Which is annoying because it peaked at like 27.80, and then it just kind of deflated for the rest of the week. Yeah. Uh, so I took my bet total. Up to four hundred and thirty-three dollars and thirty-nine cents from four twenty-two. Uh, yeah, so I'm not. No, I'm not winning this week. Not too shabby. You're just down a, a few percentage points from where you started. Yeah, I didn't do too well. <laughs> All right. Well, Kyle, I had a great week. ESNT opened at fifty-two oh nine. Closed the week at fifty-two fifty-eight. For you know. About 1% gain. Brings my total from $541.10 up to $546.19. So, you know, I got a solid 9% gain for the month. That's not... That's not too bad. That's really not too good. bad. And you would be giving yeah. me consequences if it wasn't for this. Uh, the random stock went very safe. Chose a fucking ETF. Bastard. God, what a dick. What a dick. SWAN opened at 33.50 and didn't do anything. It closed at 32.28. So the random closed the month out at $576.38. Oh. So we'll be uh, we'll be announcing those consequences that we both have to do for losing to the random and that month-end review show. Mm-hmm. And I'm not looking forward to this one. This is going to be embarrassing. Oh, fuck. This is awful. Whose idea was this? I blame that QAnon cat. <laughs> I was going to just link it to Sue, <laughs> but I figure I should probably tell her first. Damn it, Sue, why'd you do this to us? <laughs> so, yeah, that's going to be a fun one. Yes, yes. Stay tuned in our monthly review. We'll reveal what terrible, terrible things we have to do to ourselves because random fucking dartboard stocks beat our picks for the month of April. Just destroyed us <laughs> one week to it lost that many every other week it seemed like and if you want to bet along and destroy us uh you can post on discord email the show call in get your pecs picks in for each of the weeks and play along it's it's just a great time all right before we move on to news uh 
Let's go back over the uh, the poll results from last week. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, we talked about Microsoft Teams offering their virtual commute. A question was asked uh, if anybody missed their drive so much that they take part in. Uh, they were looking to use a virtual substitute. It was about 75% said no, and the other 25% said, uh, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> not seeing a whole lot of interest in that. No, he didn't have a whole lot of turnout on this one, but uh, not a single guess. Not even to be funny. Nobody, nobody cares. <laughs> yeah. I have to confess that I don't remember remember voting on the poll myself oh what would you have picked probably yes just to be funny i kind of wanted to try it out just to see what the fuck it is we hate we use teams at my office but i don't care that much I wonder if that's what crashed teams. I think it was out for, I think it had a bit of an outage last week. Too many people were virtually driving home. Could you, could you imagine contacting customer support to be like, look, my virtual drive home is glitchy. Okay. <laughs> I need this. I can't just cut this short. <laughs> right? it keeps dropping out in the middle of it. I got to sit back and wait to reconnect. Very stressful. This is supposed to be relaxing. Very stressful. <laughs> or does if it drops out in the middle of that virtual commute, does it just look like a traffic jam and doesn't move? <laughs> <laughs> Goddamn, traffic's rough today. <laughs> Virtual traffic sucks. <laughs> All right, let's move on to some news. All right, let's get that song going. Well, we all know why we're listening today. The shop is bursting with the week to replay. So sit back, we got some market affairs. Get some stories for the bulls and the bears. Clowns running companies Laws change overnight Here we are It's time for China Shop News Yeah now It's time for China Shop News Okay, Kyle A lot of big stuff happening this past week Yeah, what was your big story? You had a, I think you had a good one to lead us off Oh, which one? We got a couple different lawsuits uh, We got a Oh <laughs> Yeah, you weren't ready. You were hoping I'd go first, weren't you? Yeah, you called me out. Damn it. <laughs> All right. Well, the big one I want to talk about is AMC uh, pulling the $500 million, uh, 500 million shares that they wanted to issue. Uh, we're supposed to get a vote for that on the shareholders meeting on May 4th. And Aaron Adams came out and said, uh, it's important for us to listen to the shareholders. They do not think this is the right time for this. So we're going to table this discussion for now, maybe revisit it you know, in a year or so. That's their CEO? Yeah, that was their CEO saying that. Nice. And he previously said when they did this initial prospectus, when they filed the SEC paperwork, it said right on there that he was not planning on issuing a single share from this offering in the year 2021. But it's kind of got me thinking, like, is Aaron Adams, is he, like, playing the shorts? Is he trying to manipulate to get this squeeze to happen? Because some of the things that are kind of lining up just it looks too perfect. I mean, he puts out this 500 million share thing that he wants to issue. Mm-hmm. So the short interest gets huge again because, you know, obviously that's a lot of dilution on something that, uh, God, I remember what the actual float was, but I think it's fairly similar to that. <laughs> like, so that starts. Then he goes on trades, trades, and basically says that I'm not going to do, I'm not going to sell a single share of this. Uh, he also said that he was he gifted his kids, uh, I don't know if it's 250,000 shares or $250,000 of amc stock like both his boys oh wow like that's kind of an interesting time to be gifting that out right right here you go kids you're about to get rich when i make this <laughs> squeeze happen uh, so part so he tables the 500 million 500 million share proposal part of the the filing uh from what i understand of like doing this count or uh, this this offering was that they had to go do like a share count they had to go through and count and see how many shares were actually outstanding all the real shares and all the synthetic shares uh that count information is supposed to be coming out here pretty soon there's a new 
FTC regulation that says that anybody who doesn't have any collateral put up had so many days to to put up the collateral for any of these shares that they borrowed uh, to try to, you know, eliminate this naked shorting that's been going on. Um, that mm. date seems to be kind of coinciding with the, the date that he just moved up the earnings call to. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So he puts this thing on the proposal, encourages more shorting action, gets on trace trades and like, you know, calms down the fucking gorillas, if you want to call it like that, gives his kids a bunch of uh, shares of AMC, takes the 500 million proposal off the table, moves up his earnings date. Like, is he is he just a genius who's like just fucking played these, trying to initiate this short squeeze or, or what? It sounds like it to me. It sounds like it to me. Uh, and and the fact that he's doing it, he's not breaking any rules, uh, really delights me. We've seen squeezes manufactured before with Porsche and uh, Volkswagen, and we also saw the pharma bro Martin Screlly uh, manufactured a squeeze on KBOI. Well, the the Porsche one, they were trying to prevent the squeeze. Like they sent a letter out to everyone saying, "Hey, we're going to buy all these shares up. You should cover your short positions now. You got about two weeks." See, <laughs> and everyone ignored them. See, <laughs> I I I think that pushed. I think that pushed the squeeze. You think that that yeah? I think they were like, I think yeah, I think it was like wink, wink, like <laughs> oh, we don't want to get caught in a squeeze, boys. Wink, wink. <laughs> Considering we own all the shares, wink, wink. Oh shit! That's the other thing AMC did too. So they've been sitting on another forty-three million shares that they can issue from uh, two thousand thirteen. I think is when they got approval for the latest batch, and they just yeah. finished the filing to get ready to issue those. So it seems like he's lined up a lot of things to be happening here in the next week or two. Oh, I'm, uh, that 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 is exciting. I wish I had bought those shares instead of sold those. <laughs> you still got time. Anyway, I think that should be our poll question: Is Aaron Adams a genius who's playing the shorts? Yes, yes, and maybe, but definitely yes. <laughs> Those are the options? Yeah. Yeah, that's not... That's, <laughs> that's not a yeah. real poll? No, not really. I think we did that once already with GameStop. Yes or wrong answer. <laughs> that's what I had for AMC. I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what happens here in the next week or two. Oh, yeah, me, me too. Me too. That's going to be really exciting. I, I have been watching it, though. I did paper trade uh, on Webull, and I sold short AMC and made made a lot of money. Paper, <laughs> paper money. money. Yep. I would never take that. I would never take that risk oh, in my that. real portfolio. Like this stock might squeeze. I think I'll short it. No, no, don't yeah. do that. Don't do no, that. That's, <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. What What do you got? One of the things that uh, that I came across that really piqued my interest is Emergent Biosolutions, uh, vac- vaccine manufacturer. I think they they've got the their facility was in baltimore mm-hmm. they they ruined millions of doses and their stock tank is that the one johnson and johnson took over i i don't i don't know i think they had to take over production at that facility after that news broke of them yeah oh, right to fix it yeah <laughs> well it it turns out that the ceo sold a bunch of stock right before the news went public yeah he claimed, but but I I announced I would be selling this. I filed to sell these shares in November, so if you know it's all on the up and up. But the problem is, is they the company knew about these problems in October. So oh oh, the timeline goes: October problems happen. November CEO says I'm going to sell a big brick of shares. Roll forward to April. And, or in March, April, he sells the shares. Then the news comes out. Then the stock tanks. So it's not looking good for him. Yeah. <laughs> are they investigating that, or or what's going on? Yes. <laughs> yes. I hope they are. Uh, uh, <laughs> <That's>... 
The, the CEO of uh, Mergent is under investigation, Kyle. Uh, Elizabeth Warren has him in her sights, and she's, she's telling the SEC that uh, they need to look into this shit right away. So, hmm. <laughs> you know, it's always fun to have Elizabeth Warren uh, looking at you for your insider trading shenanigans. Yeah, that's not a good, that's not a good thing. <laughs> that's, uh, that's insider trading to a T, isn't it? Yeah, that's that's the definition of insider trading. <laughs> yeah, it sounds Martha Stewart went to jail for that shit. Like <laughs> they're going to go after her for yeah. whatever she did. I don't think it was nearly that bad. Yeah, they they were trying to make an example out of her. I don't remember the specifics, but I remember reading yeah. it being like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I didn't feel that bad for Martha Stewart, but at the same time it's like, wow, they really threw the book at her. I don't know. That seemed kind of fucked up. Anyway. Yeah, so so we'll be keeping an eye on what happens to him. Uh, I do hope that he gets in trouble. At the very least, they take away the money he made from, from those shares. <laughs> Who gets that money back? You don't get that. No. <laughs> Here, take the shares back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, so what, what else do you got in the news, Kyle? Uh, I saw something come out the other day that said personal income in the United States had like, surged in April kind of just showing the i guess that's showing the effectiveness of the cares act mm. which was kind of interesting because uh let's see it says personal income in the u.s soared by 10 per 10 and a half percent in april uh even as consumer spending fell by 13.6 percent so americans were mm. are saving like more than i think they probably ever have in the past is kind of what it sounds like it's also i mean that has to be from the cares act right because there's still a lot of people trying to get jobs that still can't right and weren't we just talking about that last week <sighs> i Yes, I guess what we were talking about was was businesses trying to get higher people, but people aren't showing up. Oh, that's right. Okay, well, that might explain why. (laughs) 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 Making too much money, not working. I guess maybe that. I don't know. Yeah, it's 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 weird. I know Jen got uh, got laid off at the beginning of the thing last year, and she she only saw like one unemployment check and then they were like yeah that's all we're sending you what yeah it was really bull- bullshit like she spent about three months fighting and going down to different offices and stuff and eventually just gave up huh that's fucking weird um so so i don't know where all this <laughs> who's getting all this money but <laughs> somebody's getting a lot of money and they're not spending it too which i'm always surprised when people are given money and they don't spend it <laughs> Oh, uh, didn't you just post a, a graphic too, showing like the the amount of money that's like in the supply, just showing how much it like shot up in in the last uh, year? Yeah, it's in in this. It's crazy. When I came across that. I almost didn't believe it because years ago I was trying to find where the numbers for the total money supply were, mm-hmm. and I couldn't do it. This maybe ten, fifteen years ago uh, it was. Uh, I, 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 I even forget why I was so obsessed with it, but. I couldn't find it. And then I, I came across a thing on Reddit, and uh, it was a graph right. that showed, the, they call it the M- M3. It's the, the estimate of the total money supply, because apparently they don't know the exact figure. <laughs> I guess it makes sense, because you don't know how many dollars, like said somebody had a suitcase that was full of dollars that got lit on fire. I don't know. Well, that and some of it leaves the country, too, doesn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. You don't, you, so I guess it's a, it's okay they don't know the exact figure. But yeah, you you look at the, the chart, and then it, uh, like, hits the, <laughs> it's 2020, and it just, bing, shoots to the fucking roof we had like six, 16 trillion and then it shot up to like 26 trillion so they are literally just printing money like uh like it's nothing like tomorrow doesn't matter <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah oh god yeah there's gonna be a price to pay for all this when everything settles out but hopefully that won't be for a little bit <laughs> <laughs> no we're bullish on everything all the time always 
It's only ever going to go up, Kyle. You just need all the stocks to go up faster than the money keeps going up. <laughs> <laughs> That's all. That's all we need. All right, what, else, what else you got, Dad? Uh, that uh, Amazon union vote. Yeah. Apparently, the union is suing to get that vote overturned because they said Amazon was going around telling their workers that if they, the union passed, that they would shut down the factory. And they're not allowed to do that, which doesn't make sense to me because, they're okay, they're allowed to shut down the factory and move it because it's their factory, but they're not allowed to tell the employees that that's what they're going to do? That's crazy to me. <laughs> that's, that's a little weird. No, no, no. You told everybody what the negative consequences of a union unionization would be, so uh, 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 not a fair election. Wait, what? Wouldn't it be an unfair election if people didn't know that that's what was going to happen? And then they voted for it and they were like, wait, now we don't have jobs? So if they overturn the vote and unionize it, and then Amazon does close it down, then what happens? Yeah, good, good question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's just bizarre all the way around. Yeah. So we'll 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 see if they manage to get it overturned. It's 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 mind boggling that that's <laughs> that's going to be the argument. Because what 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 I really wonder is, does this union actually believe Amazon is bluffing? I don't know. I wouldn't believe that. Uh, they don't look at everything like people do like they don't i I think if it's any company that treats everyone like a number it'd probably be amazon yes yes the ones that are going full robots (laughs) whose ceo may be a robot yeah that's right jeff bezos two bulls is calling you out for being a robot come on our show and prove you're not reverse turing test terminator 2 test (laughs) cut the skin off your arm see what we see (laughs) does he always wear gloves i forgot to look at that oh shit But I, what I don't understand, it, Kyle, is is if if I am a union, let, let's say I'm running the union, right? Mm-hmm. I, I ostensibly, yeah, part of what I'm doing is that I'm trying to get better working conditions for workers, and I'm not going to do that through you know labor laws. I'm going to do that through collecting dues and negotiations. Okay, right. Well, if I'm a union and I collect dues, and that's the source of my income and my power, how is getting a union in the Amazon warehouse that gets the warehouse shut down and moved? How does that help the union? I'm sure they'd probably be bringing litigation in there somewhere. How does that help the workers? It probably wouldn't help the workers, but I'm sure the union would try to sue. Well, can you sue a company to to keep their factory there? That, that doesn't make I any mean, sense. I mean, I'm pretty sure you can sue for just about anything. It's whether or not you win. Oh, yeah. that's true. That's <laughs> and true. then if it's going to cost Amazon a bunch of money going to litigation. And if it's just a threat to sue, that's free. That's Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just like the threat to close down a factory should have been free. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so we'll, we'll we'll find out what happens. All right, you got anything else? Did I did I have anything else? Uh, I got one more, just kind of something that was just kind of interesting, caught my eye about the price of lumber. I don't know if you've been paying any attention to that, but apparently wood has gotten really fucking expensive. Oh yeah. Uh, let's see. What is like the key fact here is uh, the surge in lumber prices in the past year has added about thirty six thousand dollars to the price of an average new single family home, and about thirteen thousand to the value to the uh, average new multifamily home. It's a multifamily home. Is that like a duplex? Yeah, I believe so. Okay. Yeah. So an extra thirty six thousand just in the cost of wood. And I thought I'd seen people on uh, Twitter saying that they're like trading wood futures and saying that that's where the that's where the money's at now. Get out of all these stocks. <laughs> Go trade wood. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit yeah that's <laughs> old world trading i was joking around the discord i was gonna go plant some trees in my backyard and call it my new long-term portfolio there you go <laughs> lumber prices keep setting a new record almost daily it's up 67 percent this year and 340 percent from a year ago god damn wow 
I'm going to start saving all the seeds for my apples so I can sell them as lumber futures. And then don't think too, this isn't, oh, nice. <laughs> this isn't just like the, the like pl- uh, two by fours and stuff. Like you're talking about like cabinets, doors, windows, flooring, like everything. Yeah. And it doesn't seem to be slowing down either. Oh, I, I know right now in Tucson, the real estate market is so insane that uh, like people are staying at my hotel more and more mm-hmm. because they've sold their house, but they don't have a new one. Yeah. And they'll say things to me, all all of them. There, there's literally four different families stay living at my hotel right now. <laughs> all of them said, yeah, we put our house on the market. And we got 10 offers in the first two hours. Yeah, that's kind of going around here, too. That wasn't a clue to you that it might be hard and you might want to have your next house lined up before this one sells? Yeah, that's what the wife and I would talk because I think we're seeing like 25% of the supply of new homes or homes on the market here in Illinois with the same number of buyers. And it's like, ah, if we wanted to get out of this house, this would be the time to do it. But uh, yeah, good luck finding another one. Yeah, where are you going to go? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, But it does look like it's a lot of the building materials. Uh, the price of gypsum, uh, which makes up like drywalls, up nearly 7% from a year ago. Uh, steel mill products are up about 18% in March from last year. Wow. Price of copper is uh, at a record high this month, 27% year to date. And then even just the cost of land is up. Um, this probably actually has more to do with the pandemic than anything else. I think a lot of people are trying to get out of the city and get out into the suburbs again, or at least out in the country away from everybody. Mm. I, th- I think that probably is more has to do with what's going on here than anything else. Uh, okay, before we wrap up any news, do you, do you have anything from Virgin Galactic? I'm just asking for a friend. Oh, God damn it! you're right. I did forget about that. Blue Origin did manage to launch, uh, I think, the first tourists into space, beating Virgin Galactic to that mark. Ooh, ouch. Yeah, so Virgin Galactic's not been doing too well. I think it's down to like 22 a share. I'm still waiting for that test flight to get announced. We're in May now. Their earnings are coming up soon. I think they typically, let's see, they just tested the mothership again. I think it just ran out of test flight. And they said that historically, every about two weeks after that's when they do like the maiden flight or the actual test flight of the, the actual vessel. Wow. But yeah, it's not looking great for my uh, my play on that. I might have to just cut bait here soon. I guess we'll see what happens when that test flight happens and maybe I'll just get out after that, recoup some of the value from hopefully a positive flight. Yeah. Yeah, fucking Bezos. And apparently Elon Musk and Bezos are, are going at it too <laughs> about their space companies. <laughs> I'd pay money to watch them box. I wouldn't want to fight an android. Well, that's just <laughs> it. Is Bezos is an android, but Elon Musk has that Neuralink cybernetic enhancement shit. So his reflexes are really quick, you know? Uh, I was thinking Elon Musk would just know how to turn them off. Oh, <laughs> 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 It's like, oh, I just popped this hatch over here. and <laughs> Oh, and Musk has hit the off button. Bezos. Bezos on the ropes. He's not even moving. It's like he got shut down. <laughs> Okay, let's let's move on. I would like to give ourselves a quick pat on the back before we wrap up news. You remember during the election, we'd only been doing it a couple months, and there was a lot of mm, tension and anxiety about if a Democrat got into office or what that would do to the market. Oh, yeah. And we here in the China shop were like, calm down. The market loves split Congress and, and a Democratic president. I know we've got the 50-50, uh, but that, to me, that's still split. Okay, that's Pretty much. <laughs> when, when, you, when, you need, when you need 60 senators yeah. for, to, to pass legislation, that's split. Uh, we said that that's actually the best conditions based on uh, the, all the stuff we read about. 
Mm-hmm. New NPR did a news story that uh, stocks have surged the most since FDR during Biden's first hundred days. No, oh. we haven't seen a surge like this since FDR took office. So I'm just saying we called it. Not my stocks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. There's an addendum here. All the stocks except for the ones Kyle is invested in yeah. went up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna look and see if my portfolio is up since he took office or not. I'm not. I'm not sure that it is. Mine would be if I hadn't made a few bad options plays in February, March. <laughs> All right, let's we go on to some investing. Should we move on to some investing? Let's do it. Let's play some music. Which song are we using this time? That's a good question. Let's find out. <laughs> All right. <laughs> now look at them bozos. That's the way to do it. Do your investing up commission free That ain't working That's the way to do it Money in something like the S&P It ain't certain But that's the way to do it Let me tell you Just play it long Maybe get an index tracking marijuana Maybe get some Arctic space fun Alright Dan, you want to go first? I uh, know, I want you to go first Okay, fine uh, the main thing that I tried to do this week was to get involved in uh, a couple of the IPOs that TD Ameritrade was taking part in. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw there was like four listings. There's like First Solar, uh, and then there's a couple healthcare ones. And the healthcare ones were the ones that I was more interested in. Uh, first one was AVAH, like Avena Health or something like that. Uh, they run like a bunch of nursing homes and and something that I think is you know good long term bet. I tried to put in for about 200 shares on that. Uh, I priced out at $12 after initially pricing at like 16 or 17 and then closed Friday at 11.67. I did not get any of those shares, which probably was a good thing. But the one that I really wanted to get a piece of, uh, PRVA, uh, I put in for 500 shares to try to get a piece of that and I got nothing again. Uh, that one priced at $23 for the IPO price and it closed Friday at $36.80. So... Uh, tried again, got nothing. Uh, it's probably the fourth time I've tried to, to pick up something from an IPO that TD Ameritrade offers, and you've yet to get a single share from anything. Uh, I did go back through and just review the requirements to be eligible, and I know I'm eligible because it lets me put the numbers in, but the first one requirement is that you have to have 30 trades in 90 days. And I remember the first time I tried to take part, I went and just like bought like single shares of uh, one of my favorite stocks just to get my number up. <laughs> Since they didn't have commissions at that time, it was like, no, this is a stupid requirement. Buy one share, buy one share, buy one share, buy one share, buy one share. You know, got to that mark pretty easily. The second one, I don't remember seeing on there, but apparently you have to have a value of $250,000 in the account being used to buy the IPO. So now I'm wondering if maybe that's why I'm not getting any shares. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. It's like that fucking accredited investor bullshit that we always see. Yeah. So I'm going to have to dump some more money into this account, apparently, I think, if I want to actually get anything. But you think if you weren't eligible, it wouldn't let you even, like, submit it. I'm not sure what's going on there. But, yeah, you've yet to get anything. Kyle, you're allowed to ask out that supermodel all you want. But, yeah, you're probably not going to get a date until you have 400 grand in your account. Yeah, I think what happens is TD Ameritrade just doesn't get very many shares. Mm. Uh, that's why I tried putting 500 in, because before I was just trying to do 100 and wasn't getting anything. I thought, well, maybe if I put a large number in, maybe I'll get, you know, like a tenth of that or something. Because it has to go in 100 share blocks. Yeah. Uh, maybe next time I'll do like 10,000 shares, just see if I get any. But I'm afraid that I might actually get them all. <laughs> then I'd be really fucked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And it's an IPO, so it'll just dip right after opening. I know. Yeah. 
Well, that's the thing with that AVAH. Like, I thought for sure I'd get at least a piece of that one, considering that like they went back and lowered the the price target because um, that should indicate there wasn't enough interest in it, right? Yeah. Uh, apparently not. Anyway, um, last thing that I've been really following closely is the Celsi, uh, my bet pick from last week, CVM. Uh, and I went through and I was reading through the uh, the results from their phase two trials. The phase three trial is the one that's just wrapping up and we're waiting on the data. God damn, this fucking thing looks impressive. So it's for head and neck cancer. It's a, a, a treatment to go with like the chemo and the, the surgery to, to remove tumors. Mm-hmm. The phase two data is out there. You can look at it on their website. We'll put a link in the description for it. But let's see, uh, an average of a 50% reduction in tumor cells in the phase two trial. It's based on 19 patients that took part in this study. 50% reduction. 50%? Before chemo and the surgery. And this is after three weeks of treatment. What? Oh my God. They've got a tumor drug. They've got a miracle tumor drug. Ten and a half percent had complete resu- uh, response, meaning that the tumor was completely gone before they had to do any chemo or surgery. That's incredible. Yeah. Here's the adverse effects from the clinical trials, like the side effects. Uh, pain at the ejection site, local minor bleeding and edema at the ejection site, uh, diarrhea, headache, nausea, and constipation. So the side effects are not even as bad as the fucking vaccine, and this might cure your cancer. Oh, shit. Yeah, sign <laughs> me up. If this if this, if this drug makes it out of phase three, uh, CVM is going to be a household name. People people will know Celsi. Looking at this data, I don't know enough about like I don't know how many drugs like show these kind of results and then turn out to be like complete bunk. But ah man, this thing, yeah. I'll tell you what, Kyle. I've never heard of a placebo shrinking tumors an average of 50%. Right. <laughs> so the the phase three data is going through review. We're supposed to be getting the readout on that here pretty soon. Uh, I think April 30th was like the initial date that they were expecting it, but I don't think they ever hit those. Um, the company CellSci mm. does not know that information until it's public. But CellSci has, like we said yesterday, been hiring new people. They just built out a new clean room to manufacture all this stuff. Uh, apparently this drug too, they're also investigating it for other immuno defenses like issues, like people with uh, HIV who get like um, uh, I don't know if I want to talk about anal warts on here, but <laughs> apparently that's a big deal with people <laughs> with HIV. <laughs> Um, like their multi-kind can treatment, uh, they think can shows promise for treating that. Let's see, pr- uh, prostate cancer and like a bunch of other different cancers. They think that it can, it can work for, uh, it, it has a bunch of different things that it shows promise. in. I don't think any of the other trials have done anything other than the head and neck cancer that they're looking at right now. Mm-hmm. But if it gets approved for that, then they're going to start finding out. It sounds like that it, it can treat a whole lot of other things too. Uh, the other interesting thing about this drug is that it is off the shelf ready does not have to be tailored like any of the other cancer drugs so they don't have to like take your dna and like craft a dose for you like you just grab it off the shelf and stick you with it all right that's huge news that's that's fucking that's so big this is really big i'm looking at closing out of some of my other long-term holdings and just start buying this up i don't want to go all in because you know if something comes out with that phase three data and it's not good and this is going to be a two dollar stock if that right right but goddamn, this thing if the data looks really good someone's going to buy this company and it's probably going to be buying it for like 300 a share yeah yeah <laughs> oh that's uh, yeah no count me in i'm uh yeah <laughs> i was selling all those puts on cvm just because they had the volatility and right. i was i was pricing them at like five and 750 because i was like it'll never get this low i'm just collecting premium and now i'm like damn it i should have priced those puts where i would get exercised well, that's the that's why that volatility is so high because everything is going to hinge on that that data readout. 
right the phase three data because yeah that's this company will be worthless if it isn't good mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, yeah that's why i think i might not play any more options on it i might just switch to shares at this point because i don't know what the time frame is with that i do know that the ceo uh remember david modell uh one of our previous guests yeah uh he was trying to interview him trying to do a follow-up interview with them about this stuff and uh, he said it was too close to the readout date to, to talk to him so he had to pass on it mm. like, so that's a good sign that it should be coming soon well, I won't. Uh, I won't take too long here on investing. You know, I've, I've just got the three that that I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the Nasdaq I follow with the TQQQ. Open the week at one hundred nine thirty one. Close the week at one hundred seven seventy one. So little down, mostly flat. Uh, the Nasdaq's been getting its ass kicked mm-hmm. this week while the S and P hit record highs. MJ uh, opened the week at twenty one seventeen, ended at twenty one thirty five. So you know, a little bit of upward movement. It looked like pot stocks were starting to show a little bit of strength again. They they are they are. We may be towards the end of this uh, this dip and this this down cycle. Yeah, um, I hope I sure hope so. Me too. Uh, and then ArcX opened the week at twenty seventy five, closed the week at twenty fifty four. So they're they're still a little. It's a little sideways. Everything's sideways in my long-term investing. Well, it's only been a week. It's only been a week, right? <laughs> <laughs> right, but I keep. I still still like to keep track. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, that that's all. That's all I got in to talk about in, in investing. Um, I've got some earnings alerts. If you want to go over those real quick. My motto's always been when I'm right, it's right. So I'll wait and watch the charts and the change in price. When the movement's mostly finished at the end of the day. And we know the common earnings gonna move it my way. Skyrockets in sight. Earnings call to light. Earnings call to light. There's a ton of them coming up, but uh, these are some of the bigger names that I just kind of picked out. Um, SD Lauder, EL, and EPD, one of my favorite pipeline oil-focused companies. Pay out a great dividend if you're looking for something like that. That's on Monday the 3rd. On the 4th, we've got Pfizer, CVS, Activision, and T-Mobile, T-M-U-S. On the 5th, PayPal, Uber, GM, Emerson, ERM, Rocket Mortgage, RKT, mm. and ALL. I think that's Allstate. Yeah, Allstate. On Thursday the 6th, we've got Budweiser, B-U-D, one of our pickums. Yes. Uh, SQ, Square, M-R-N-A, that's Moderna, Roku, R-O-K-U, one, one of uh, Kathy's favorites. Uh, MT, that's, I, I always have trouble saying this, but it's a steel company, Acelor Mineral. Ashler Metal? Sure. I think that's how you say it. <laughs> Empty. Uh, and then Piton. P-T-O-N. Peloton. And then the 7th, we've got DraftKings and Nikola. Surprising people still paying attention to Nikola, but N-K-L-A. That's the one that had the truck that didn't actually move. It just rolled downhill in their video. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, they had a production facility going up. So, I mean, I guess you fake it long enough, you eventually get enough money to build a thing and make it actually real. If you fake it long <laughs> enough to get some contracts with GM, yeah, <laughs> they'll help you build a facility. <laughs> You gotta save face. Gotta save face. Save face. Exciting to see what happens with Nicola. I know. <laughs> you know, it, there's, we've been talking on the Discord about how funky earnings have been. Like, oh, they got great earnings. Yep, not great enough. Oh yeah. I'm watching Allstate because they they hit so many new 52 week highs in the past month. Really? That I think after that earnings, good or bad, I think that stock's going down. Okay. So I might I might buy some puts the day before. We'll see. We'll see. All right. But before we move on to trading, I'd like to take a moment to tell you about how Two Bulls in a China Shop is brought to you by the lovely Sue Pullen at Fairway Independent Mortgage and Equal Housing Lender. 
Supon is a certified mortgage advisor who focuses on finding the right product for you and your needs. She's got over 20 years of experience and has helped thousands of homeowners purchase, refinance, even do reverse mortgages. She just loves to help. She's licensed in 26 states and growing. So reach out and see what Sue could do for you. Best way to reach her is to just give her a call at 520-977-7904. Or you can email her at spullen at fairwaymc.com. Fairway Independent Mortgage has an MLS number of 2289. Sue Pullen has an MLS number of 206048. That email again is spullen at fairwaymc.com. That phone number is 520-977-7904. Reach out to Sue for all your mortgage needs. We love her so much. She's an amazing lady. She really will help you out. There's no doubt about that. Okay. Kyle, are you done peeing? Kyle, you there? Kyle? Just pinch it off. Just pinch it off, buddy. All right, I'm back. (laughs) Started a little late there. Should I have read slower? A little bit. (laughs) Two bulls in a china shop. (laughs) All right, all right, all right. You say you want a ticker that wins. The bell just rung, it's time to get in. Ups drive us wild, drops drive us crazy. Alright, Dan, what'd you do for your trading this week? Uh did you did you try to follow some of that uh oh god, what do we call that strategy again? The three the, the Borman strategy? Uh, yeah. <laughs> in my in my head it's it's the Borman strategy. Yeah, that's sure. what I call it too. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I did I did uh on the twenty eighth mm-hmm. I bought uh uh Bought some calls, some naked calls uh, on the on SPY. Uh, I, I did them nine days out, and uh, I, I I bought it at four hundred eighteen strike while it was at four four seventeen something. Paid uh, two seventy seven a contract and sold them the next day for four dollars eleven cents a contract for a solid forty eight percent gain. Uh, this sneeze at. And then uh, I also bought some more. At two sixty six, that uh, on the 29th, and uh, uh, wasn't able to sell them on the same day. I didn't want to do a round trip, though right. I should have, and I should have sold them in the morning. I ended up uh, on the thirtieth. I was trying to, I was trying to time it, and it looked like uh, it was sinking. Like the SP, S and P was going down, down, down. Yeah. Um, and I, I just missed. I, I, I missed. I, <laughs> I ended up selling those at two fifty two for for a, a, a loss. Five uh, percent. Well, I mean, you kind of saved yourself. You're still up total for the trade. Well, yeah, it's so. still. Oh, yeah, still, still up. Um, and then uh, I tried to buy it in at the low, and uh, but I moved my strike price so I wouldn't get a round trip. I got. I bought some uh, 419 strikes uh, for 209. And okay. they closed. They closed Friday at two oh nine. So uh, it went up a little bit in after hours too. It was kind of falling off towards the end because I ended up buying a 418 uh, May seventh call yeah all of mine were expiring may 7th yeah i just kind of followed yours there it should give me enough time to sell them by wednesday and not lose all the theta value yeah i bought those at 239 i think they um think they kind of ended about the same point i really dig in this strategy uh my running total of percentage return on doing this strategy since i started the middle of april is i'm up 22 percent on all the dollars i 
put in to naked calls on the S&P. That's only two instances, though, right? The 14th and then the, the 20, uh, 28th. So the results look promising, but you need to get a couple more months in there to, to know for sure, right? Yeah, to, yeah. Right, to, to really, really figure it all out. All right. What else did you do? Um, I sold some uh, covered calls on my sundial. I was waiting for it to go up, mm-hmm. but it's been sideways. And then, and then I figured, you know, I can get $4 a contract for two dollar strike price and you know i bought these at a dollar i think my my uh cost average is a dollar 16 so i thought you know what if i'm getting paid four bucks to sell the shares at a profit that's okay yeah um i'll just go ahead and lock that in now and uh i did the same thing with itp mm-hmm. they're a penny stock that trades options <laughs> yeah yeah they're at they're at like 56 cents a share and uh i sold some june calls for five dollars what a piece <laughs> so i'm like yeah i'll go ahead and shave 10 percent off the price of this these stocks now the, the only so problem actually, when you're trading something that's so low though is you're gonna yeah the the fees for that start eating into it a lot more because it costs you like 67 cents a contract to trade right takes a bigger chunk of your your profits when you're selling premiums at such a low amount yeah but that's okay yep uh, I I think right now, so far, I haven't. I mean, I haven't exited them, but I think right right now, based the, just the money I've made from selling the calls is has made me eight percent on uh, the cost of the shares. So <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it ends out long term. But yeah, it's it's been it's been a fun little experiment there. I closed out uh, one of my I closed out all my WWR puts mm-hmm. for for slight losses, but uh, like two, three, four percent. Yeah, mm-hmm. one was two point six six percent loss, and the other one was like four. I'm just trying to to free up money to spend more on SPY calls. Is what I was doing. <laughs> it's like these cash covered puts they're moving nowhere. I want that cash. Yeah, the the selling premiums you gotta. That's a long term plan, or at least for you know options. <laughs> uh, I think I'm still doing pretty good on the wheel. I think the wheel is. I think I added it up uh, in, in April. Uh, I think I had a four point eight percent return on my my wheel strategy mm, nice i need to go through and figure out what the return on mine is i think it's let's see i think i made about eight percent last month damn uh, for selling all the may contracts i did or i guess that'd be this month that's fucking awesome part of the the problem with doing the strategy i'm working on now is that now i don't get to trade as much <laughs> it's fun making the money <laughs> i've hit my target for all my may premiums yeah so uh, now i got like now what do i do <laughs> just gotta sit and twiddle your thumbs and what I ended up doing was gambling on Pinterest after one of our Discord users pointed out that, uh, you know, I had great earnings and then still fell like crazy. Yeah. And some, like, I like to try to play the rebounds when, when a stock falls like that and still has, like, really good earnings. Yes. Because to me, that looks like it's been oversold and it's going to recover here pretty quick. I end up buying uh, contracts and pins, uh, 521, $68 call. Like, the average came out to 275 a contract. And I sold two thirds at an average of three dollars and forty cents. And the last of them, I'm probably gonna hold for another week just to see what they do. Uh, the only reason why I even made this trade was uh, part of the the mind muscles was like identifying like some of the problems I have. One of the problems I identified for myself was I have trouble taking small gains because it just doesn't feel worth it. Even though I've seen from uh, what I'm doing with the premiums on a monthly basis, like that shit adds up really fast. <laughs> I started this trade for the sole purpose of trying to just take a small gain in order to cross that off my homework for myself. Like, take a small gain, feel good about it. Well, I took the small gain, but I did not feel good about it, and I fought it every step of the way. <laughs> <laughs> 
was like, I want to keep holding. I want to keep holding. He's like, okay, well, I'll do what George Papazov said. I'll sell off two thirds at a decent return and I'll keep the rest of them for a little bit longer to see what they do. Mm hmm. And then I also followed suit with you. I waited till yesterday, uh, Friday, to buy my um, $418 calls on this SPY, same strike price, 5.7. I got in at 2.30. I don't know if I covered this already. I got in at 2.39. Yeah, and then I did. Never mind. So now, for the next week, I'll probably just be looking at um, my June contracts, trying to start making my, my May money. Sounds good to me. Make your May money. Hopefully, I don't put it all into something else like I did last time. <laughs> 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 i still have all those contracts or what i'd, I'd put in the cvm and yeah i don't know if i should have probably shouldn't have done the may ones that i bought i probably should give myself another month on those mm. but i was trying to keep the cost down a little bit but still be able to buy one that was close to at the money anyway yeah that's pretty much wraps up my week well you know what that means kyle time for some options alerts time for some alerts B- before before that yeah let me mention uh, uh, I've had a hell of a week and I have not kept up on my momentum list. Apologies all around. Been working on my car way more than uh-huh. I, I like to because I don't like to do work on my car at all. But, uh, apparently when you put all your money in your portfolio, it's not there to pay a car mechanic. So you got to do it yourself. Do we need to talk about the priorities when investing like savings account first, then investing? Yes. Then trading? Yes. I don't believe in savings accounts. I don't even think they exist. (laughs) Not for you. (laughs) That's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Just went off on a tangent. Didn't get my fucking list done. Uh, I'll have that up on the Discord this weekend if if you're following Momentum. Excited. I will say uh, I did do Pick'em for Yum Brands, Mm Y-U-M, because they keep popping up on the lists through the month, and uh, uh, they seem to be doing really solid, and they they did end Friday with... uh, uh, They did hit new highs on Friday, so... All right, Kyle, we got some options alerts? Yeah, I only picked out a couple of them here that that really kind of caught my eye. Uh, ARVL, which I don't know who they are. Uh, Expiration date, 521. $10 call sweep, $8.21 a contract. There's 2.4 million uh, on the premiums for that. And that was with neutral sentiment. Mm. I picked up mostly sweeps this time because I think the more I look at it, the more I want to follow the sweeps more than anything else. To me, a sweep yeah. a sweep should indicate that somebody wants it now because it's at the market price, right? So it ends up going, it's a large order that ends up going to multiple exchanges to try to fulfill it. Uh, if somebody is willing to spend $2.4 million and doesn't want to wait, uh, that, that tells me that somebody knows something, right? Right, or think they, thinks they know something. They're, yeah. they're definitely making the bet. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm going to start paying more attention to sweeps, uh, at least for a couple months until we can get some data on it. The next one that really caught my eye was GameStop. Uh, May 7th, $200 call sweep, $5.85. Uh, yeah, 119.5 thousand, again, with bullish sentiment. And that was just one of many. I think there was about four bullish trades that popped up on options alerts if you look at benzinga mm-hmm. i think they have an article posted on there about the whole thing but there seems to be a lot of a lot of action on gamestop looking at it to go up or at least gambling to go up maybe that maybe squeeze round three um or maybe they're thinking this amc thing is going to kick it off if uh, one of them starts going you gotta think all the other ones are going to go that's what happened last time yeah um let's see what's the last one was h-u-y-a that's another one i don't know what it is but this was a. Uh, uh, January 21st of 22, a $15 put sweep. That was $2.20 a contract, 66000 Again, bullish sentiment. 
And then last week we mentioned the Neo April 30th, uh, $41 calls that were sold at $1.71. Neo ended up closing the week at $39.84, so I don't know if this was somebody gambling with what worked really well the week previous and didn't quite work out so well this time. This time? (laughs) All right. Let's, Let's bring it home, Dan. Let's bring it home. I, you know, the the only really good thing I, I can chalk up this week is making 48% on an uh, options trade with the S&P. I, I considered that to be pretty good. Yeah. That's good enough. I'll give you that one. <laughs> I mean, I guess, I guess 48% is a decent return for 24 hours. Fuck. Right. <laughs> uh, now, my second one, you know, I lost that 5%, but I'll take I'll take those two t- together every time. <laughs> oh, yeah, 100%. You're not going to win every trade. That's made me feel pretty good. Uh, it, it definitely is moving my portfolio back up to where it's supposed to be. <laughs> yeah, you haven't blown it up in a while. It's been a... It's been a few months. It has. I'm I'm nostalgic. <laughs> I'm thinking, what can I do? What can I do? Well, no, I I did. I took a bath on those TQQQ calls like a week right. ago. So yeah. that that these S M P are just helping me. That's what I say. Get back up to where it's supposed to be. Yes. I didn't blow out, but I, I definitely lost ten per fifteen percent right. <laughs> like a week. <laughs> <laughs> right in the balls. Yeah, that's painful. You have to walk away sometimes for a little bit. What were you, what was your good? I was struggling to find something good from this week, and I ended up settling on uh, investing in myself with uh, my dedication yeah. to the 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 Mind Muscles program. Yeah, I was going to say you you did the the thing. You sold for the small gain, and it's not just that. I've been trying to do some of the other things. I got a few different homework items that I gave myself to try to fix some of my negative traits uh, that will be covered in the month end episode with Richard Friesen. So I can get his opinion on uh, feedback on, on what I've identified and my plan to try to, to shape those traits into something that's more beneficial to myself. That's a better good than making a 45% gain. Well, thank you. Cause that's, that's improving, improving yourself and your process, which is going to help you long term. Yeah. Too bad. We don't have a bet running on that <laughs> on the better good. <laughs> <laughs> My good's gooder than your good. <laughs> it honestly, even though the S and P trades went well, I shouldn't have backed out of uh, those WWR puts mm-hmm. uh, to do it. Um, where WWR is at, I really do anticipate them going up from where they're at. You're right. Uh, I think they're. I think they're at, in the the trough. They're they're at the bottom of their trough. But I was like anxious and eager and let my excitement guide my trades more than uh, my brain, my rational brain. So I considered it bad. Yeah, I would call it. Yeah. I mean, I, I only ended up t- taking like two, three percent losses. I mean, I didn't, didn't lose a lot of money on it, but it, it wasn't it didn't it, w- it didn't come from the proper place. Right, right. That sounds like you need to have a plan for making sure you have those funds available the next time you want to try that strategy. Oh, I do. My friend, I do. Well, good. Then you're learning from it. Yeah, hopefully. My bad is not getting any of those stupid IPO shares. (laughs) (laughs) 0 for 4. (laughs) You wanted them so bad. I did. Oh, man. And then (laughs) seeing how well that PRVA would would have done. Just kicking the balls. Fuck you, TD Ameritrade. Yeah. What was your ugly? My ugly was uh, also my S&P calls. The ones that I sold. For mm-hmm. the loss, yeah, was ugly because uh, two two things, and not 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 the loss, but uh, uh, I sold them because I thought that 
I could tell what the S&P was about to do, and I can't. <laughs> that's, that's just crazy. Uh, I was watching it, and I was like, okay, here it's, it's, it's going to keep dropping. It's going to keep dropping. I better sell out now. I sold the contracts at 252, and I'm not even kidding. Ten minutes later, the contracts were back up in the 270s, right. and I bought them at 266. So if I'd waited ten minutes, I would have at least made it made a gain. I was going to call you out for for when you were saying you were trying to pick the bottom. I was like, yeah, you can't yep. do that. Yep. <laughs> I posted on Discord, and I was like, I'm probably wrong. And then like ten minutes later, I was like, yeah, I was fucking wrong. <laughs> The second part of why that that was uh, that was ugly was uh, I wasn't even following the the strategy of you buy on these days you hold a couple days and sell them right. I was uh, I was modifying the strategy to do it so I thought that I could <laughs> I thought I could predict what the S and P was going to do and I wasn't following the right. the plan that I la- that was laid out so as yeah double <laughs> ugly <laughs> yeah don't modify the plan on the fly give the plan a chance to work or fail. If you keep changing variables, then you don't know what's working. You're right. Exactly. Exactly. So I turned turned that into a mess. Um, (laughs) My ugly was my resistance to trying to to keep that goal of selling something for a small gain. And it was just weighing on me all week. It was finally like I made that pins trade so I could do it without selling off anything else that I wanted to keep. (laughs) Because I could have sold some of those CVM calls for a decent gain. I could have closed out any of the the premiums that I'd sold. Just about all of them, I think, mm-hmm. are, are positive now, except for like one. Uh, I, I had plenty of things I could have chosen from, and I didn't want to touch any of them. So I opened a new trade in order to do to meet my goal of of selling something for a small gain, and almost backfired because it started going down from right when I bought it. <laughs> I was lucky that it rallied at the end of the day in order to actually sell it and meet my goal, and then be done with it. But I got to do it again next week. So hopefully, it gets easier as you do it more. I think that's kind of the the idea. There you go. Yeah, I really fought that. (laughs) All right, we ready ready to make a new bet pick, Kyle? I am. Got your stuff lined up? I'm ready. I get to go first, too, right? As is tradition. <laughs> As is tradition. It's becoming that now. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a, new, it's a new month, so we're starting out with a fresh five. Yes, thank God. My bet should come as no surprise for anyone who's been listening uh, this week and last week. Uh, CVM. I think I'm just going to run this one a whole week, or month. Possibly until it actually uh, releases that data. Are you? Are you? <laughs> are you really just gonna? Are you calling that right now? You're gonna CVM's your pick for the month. I'm planning on just holding it until until it, that data actually gets released. Yeah, that's pretty much what I'm doing. Okay, so so if three weeks in the data gets released, you you can you might change it. Yeah, uh, we'll give you the opportunity to change. But yes. uh, if you're saying you want to get it now and hold it and get those weekends and the pre-markets yep. in there okay that's what i want uh, oh <laughs> and you know what i don't think you're wrong i'm actually like oh shit i'm gonna have a hard time beating that it's the less exciting uh to 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 make picks but um i want to win <laughs> 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 and i really like this stock okay all right all right 
Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna do something I haven't ever done for the bet. You're gonna short mine. <laughs> I'm not gonna short yours. No, I'm not. I'm not gonna. Sh- I'm not gonna short CVM. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna short Allstate. I like that. I am gonna short ALL. Uh, their one month chart, like it's all up. Do you want to short it now, or do you want to wait until like pr- right before it closes on the day earnings well, what, are coming out? What's What's the day earnings come out? Uh, should be after the bell on Wednesday. Okay, so mm, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna try and short them right before the bell closes. Are you gonna buy them before that? Yeah, why not do something fucking crazy like that? Buy them on uh, Monday. I like that strategy because yeah, buy them Monday. Wait. Uh, enjoy the run-up of anticipation, then jump out right at the uh, right before the report comes out. All right, so so uh, yeah, I'm gonna buy them on Monday, sell them, and short end of day Wednesday. Let's see, let's see how that does for me. I like it. All right, ready for a random? Yes, very very ready. Cameco Corporation. Cameco Oil, Gas, Consumable Fuels, based in Canada. Oh shit! Oil's doing good right now. Um, <laughs> it looks like it's consolidating. If you look at the the peaks, the higher lows, and oh, it keeps bouncing right off of sixteen. Uh, that yeah. looks like it might be due for a move here soon. Ugh, well, we'll find out. CCJ. Fucking random. Make Beat note that of that guy. so I don't forget. <laughs> Fucking random. Random, such a dick. There you have it. Uh, the new bet picks. Come back uh, with us next week and find out how we did. Get your bet picks in. Try and beat us. And then check out our end-of-month review when we uh, we unveil the consequences for both me and Dan. Yeah, yeah. That'll be dropping this Wednesday. The first ever double loss. Oh, <laughs> Lost God, to the random. Double loss. Oh. I guess I could take some solace that, that you're feeling the pain along with me. Oh, yeah. We will definitely be feeling this pain. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks, we've we've made it. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for sticking around to the end of the episode, but uh, we got to close up the shop. We can only stay open so many hours a day. That's federal regulation, so, you know, we're, we're, we're not fully licensed to be open daily yet. We're working on it. Someday. Someday. <laughs> Someday. And if you like the show, please let, let us know. Rate and subscribe on your platform of choice. Tell your friends. Tell your enemies. Tell your pets. Tell your pets enemies, you know, just just spread the word that the China shop's a lot more fun. The more people we get inside can really wreck up the place. You know, we just love it when you're here. Uh, and if you don't have any friends and hate social media, you want to just give us money to pay for advertising to help you find more friends, you can uh, donate at the PayPal link in the episode description. We like that, too. We <laughs> like that, too. <laughs> it's a big shop. There's room for everybody. We're just we're just so pleased that uh, that you've stuck around. And uh, until next time, happy trades. Bye, folks. Two Bulls in a China Shop is an entertainment program, and all thoughts and opinions expressed in the show belong to the hosts and not of any company. They are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual or on any specific security or investment product. It is only intended to provide entertainment about stocks and the financial industry of trading. If you make trades based on what you hear in this show, you 